All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira with your Friday afternoon headlines. Public transport users could be able to use bank cards and mobile phones to pay for fares by mid-2024, with a trial run of the new payment system beginning in October ahead of a $57 million network rollout. The trial will see 30 new tag-on, tag-off points installed at Warwick, Glendalough, East Perth, Claysbrook and Perth stations, as well as 10 northern suburb buses. Initial trials are expected to run for two months to test the new system and will only be compatible with smart riders. Once the trial and rollout is completed, expected in mid-2024, bank cards, phones and wearable devices will be able to be used. Transport Minister Rita Safiotti said the upgrades were important to ensure Perth's public transport kept pace with modern standards. In other news, some of the state government-owned beachfront accommodation units on Rottnest Island will be refurbished as part of the Island Authority's new five-year management plan. More than 60 self-contained cottages and cabins lining Georgie Bay and Faze Bay on the northern side of Rottnest Island are set for internal refurbishments and courtyard upgrades. The state government's Rottnest Island Authority, who operates the majority of Rottnest accommodation offerings, published early tender advice for the upgrade work this week. New accommodation offerings, hospitality developments, enhancing visitor experience, Experience and Cultural Heritage Initiatives headlined RIA's 2023-28 management plan released on Friday. RIA said it would explore expanding its accommodation offerings on vacant land and infill sites at the South Thompson Bay, North Thompson Bay and Bathurst precincts. The governing body said it may also consider other private sector accommodation proposals for those areas. And lastly, Kathleen Valley developer Liontown Resources has revealed another cost creep for its now almost $1 billion flagship lithium project being eyed by industry giants. Takeover target Liontown updated the market that its project's capital cost has doubled from original estimates to $951 million, up from the last price tag of $895 million and the initial cost estimate of $473 million. The lithium hopeful said the update followed the award of all major contracts with the project on schedule to first production by mid-2024. But Friday's update excludes $26 million for early mine development and acceleration of a 4 million tonne per annum expansion. It comes as Gina Reinhardt's Hancock Prospecting announced this afternoon that it had increased its stake in Liontown Resources to 12.4%, up from just over 10% earlier this week. Hancock said Liontown's cost creep reinforced its observations that the project faces significant execution, operational ramp-up and market risks. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, Jack McGinn and Claire Tyrrell discuss the use of virtual reality in the property industry. Stay on top of the latest news stories that are impacting your business, industry or sector. The New Look Business News app gives subscribers breaking news alerts, access to editions, articles by category, as well as our advanced data and insight search function to find projects, people and companies. It's your mobile portal to the latest intelligence on commerce, politics and industry, wherever you are. Stay informed at critical times and download today. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash app, download on the App Store or get it on Google Play now. Welcome back to Our Close of Business. I'm Jack McGinn. Today I'm joined by Claire Tyrrell. Claire, how are you? Good, thank you. 
that's good. Hey Claire, virtual reality in off the in the off the plan apartment market. Uh, it's a trend you touched on briefly actually in a previous episode of the podcast. Now you sort of put together a full piece. It sounds really futuristic, but it's a concept that's actually playing out uh, at the moment in the market. But with a company called Blank Canvas, and how did you find this story? So Blank Canvas actually approached me, Jack. I'd seen bits and pieces of this technology being applied to more and more apartment projects in WA. And mm. so when I, I got an email from one of the marketing people who I actually used to work with at the West, I, I, it piqued my interest. You, know, you get We get a lot of uh, emails across our desks and... Uh, you know, can't always attend to them all, and they do, a lot of them don't apply to, to us, but or to particular round. But this one, I, I was very interested in. Uh, so, Blank Canvas, they are an architectural visualization studio, the right. way they describe themselves. So, uh, in the past, they've been concerned with or, or mainly um, involved with renders, or, which are you know visualizations of projects. They look very similar, more and more similar to photos these days, Jack. <laughs> Sometimes I have to ask, uh, you know, is that a render or a photo? Uh, yeah. Especially when a fo- when a project is just complete and it just looks really similar to the renders, which is, which is a good thing. I think things are getting closer and closer mm. to the renders. Uh, but Blank Canvas, they are owned by ASX-listed ASX Vection Technologies, which acquired them in 2021. They've got a global presence. I think they have offices in Milan as well and Melbourne, Sydney, but also Perth, a big presence in Perth. And they approached me and said you know, would you like to check out this technology? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, well, I don't know whether they use the word, but I, you know, it was an easy headline game changer for the, <laughs> for the, uh, for the off the plan apartment space in particular. And I write about apartments a lot, Jack, there's a lot happening in the industry, uh, despite the low volume of projects getting off the ground, developers are still looking at ways to innovate and, uh, you know, in their design and things are being designed things are being approved we're not seeing much get built this year but hopefully that should change in the next 12 to 24 months there's definitely a high demand for apartments Mm. and I can imagine that sort of plays into the rationale for introducing VR into the property game did they go much into why they made that decision and did you get to have a turn I did actually, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went out to Aura Sorrento mm. at the um, the sales office, which is the site where it's going to be built, and they hooked me up with the, with the uh, technology. So put a um, goggles on me, and uh, it was it was interesting because they explained it to me at first, and I thought. I, I kind of didn't, it kind of washed over me. I was like, what? But then, you know, when I put the goggles on and put the, the two little toggles in my hand, mm. I understood it very quickly. Uh, so in conclusion, it's quite intuitive, which is great. Uh, so basically the, uh, you know, the need or not the need, the kind of um, use for this in, in off the plan apartment space is it gives buyers, you know, a better idea of what they're getting Mm. uh you know people pay a lot of money for these developments you know you're looking at in the millions especially for the penthouse which is the one that's particularly represented in virtual reality that's another little side point is that as the technology evolves they should be able to represent the entire apartment development at the moment it's just what developers do is, is they're picking out a few key uh few key residences so the penthouse maybe a four bedroom one you know the bigger ones so people can put the goggles on and kind of 
walk around in the virtual little world and get an idea for what they what they're looking at what they want to purchase and uh, a really interesting feature is that you can kind of press buttons move around and create a different finish so yeah so if you want like black walls blue walls I mean it's not it's not really like that but if you if you want you know different color schemes uh you know the ocean scheme or yeah, the okay. yeah whatever they call the other schemes uh and you can also change the time of day which i found really <laughs> cool yeah so basically you, you can see the view uh outside which was the ocean for aura so, yeah uh and you can change you know to dawn to dusk to midday and uh it gives you a really it does actually give you a really good idea of what it would be like to move around in a space. And the other thing it does, Jack, is provide a little bit more certainty to buyers that the development is hopefully going to occur because what we've seen happen in this market is a lot of developments are not getting off the ground. So, mm. yeah, so, um, you know, developers will have all these grand plans and then they just, given the escalation of construction costs, they can't actually afford to to go ahead and you know a lot of them are going back to buyers and asking for more and some buyers can't provide more money uh you know that's i've written about these issues extensively their whole other issues but when i spoke to jamie clark from magara and magara picking up the technology for a couple of their developments that's kind of what they said they said you know a, a potential buyer coming into a development looking at the way that they represent these projects visually are more likely to to be sure that this development will go ahead rather than if you just look at one which doesn't hasn't put much into their marketing and maybe got a few pictures and a few you know words around what it's going to look like so i think we'll see more of it in the future yeah i was going to ask about the uptake so um how has the uptake been so far in perth and and do you reckon we'll see it roll out maybe across more of the market in future yeah, I think we will, Jack. So we're seeing a lot of companies uh, take it on at the moment. So as well as Megara, we've got Edge Visionary Living, Cedar Woods, Blackburn, those big names that people will know in the in the apartment space. Paul also spoke to me about the other applications that this technology has. So uh, an example is furniture showrooms. Uh and what virtual reality would enable there is for furniture companies to have less floor space so if you could get users to come in and put on these goggles uh, you could have them standing in a say a 40 square meter room instead of a 500 square meter showroom and and be able to see all this furniture kind of displayed so that's that was an interesting one mm. and super yachts as well uh, super, yachts. super yachts interestingly blank canvas is working with a super yacht company uh and what they're doing is creating visualizations of what this yacht would look like in different settings so you know you can put it in Rottnest Island, Portofino uh, and you know Paul from Blank Canvas he said that you know you can only make so many of these super yachts they cost about 40 million it's in a completely different world Jack to the one I operate in but uh, you know fascinating to see how this technology can be applied in other ways and the other massive one and I can see I can see this happening pretty quickly actually is uh the ability for technology this technology to kind of eliminate the need for display homes for Mm -hmm. residential builders so Mm. uh paul kind of said that that's 
they're in talks with a few builders to to make that happen and uh you know because people could just put on these goggles see what they're going to buy um this is beneficial could be beneficial for many reasons and you know rather than building a bricks and mortar uh home which costs lots of money uh you know people could spend money on video or visualization and one thing paul said was the trends you know interior design trends move really quickly so it's the virtual reality would have more of an ability to keep up with that. So yeah, it, it was it really is f- food for thought. I don't usually do such extensive, in depth stories about you know one piece of tech, but I think this one was worth it. Yep, Claire Terrell, tech writer. Um, <laughs> no, I have to I have to keep this one in mind when I buy my super yacht as well. Um, Claire, it's a really great piece, and uh, you've done a really great job putting it all together. Our listeners can find it online as of today or in the most recent edition of Business News. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great day. Thanks, Jack. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.